7 a.m. on the West Coast, 10 a.m. on the East Coast, 3 p.m. in London, 12 midnight in New South Wales, and in Malaysia, it's 19.52. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Hello, hi, hello, hi, hi, hello, hi. Where are we? There we go. All right. It is a Saturday night. Saturday night, and I ain't got nobody. I got some money because I just got paid. That is the end of the month, isn't it? My headphones are very low tonight. Why is that? I don't know. To being all funky. All right. Uh, yeah. We thank uh, streambeats.com for the music. We always give them a tip of the hat in the front of the show. Uh, they supply all the uh, all the music, and they are a place you can go if you are a streamer for any of your podcasts, streams, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch.tv, uh, all those places. You will find copyright-free, strike-free music, and it is all there for you to download for free. And you won't get any copyright hits. 404, welcome. <laughs> Hello there. Good to see you. And nice to have you along for the ride. Thank you very much. Um, also, uh, we want to remind you, of course, that uh, starting just this past week, we're now a podcast. In fact, you may be listening to us on one of our podcast outlets. And if you are, thank you very much. Please subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. It's totally free for you. Helps me a lot. You will find us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Stitcher, and more to come. So all those outlets are there for you. It is all free. You'll find us. If you can't find us, just search I'm Not Wearing Pants, and that usually will get you to us. But uh, yeah, we are. Uh, what we're doing is we're taking the audio portion of our, uh, our show that we stream live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 p.m. Malaysia time, and sucking out the audio, doing little quick edits here and there, and then uh, putting it up as a podcast. And you will find it. We're getting some great downloads, by the way. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Appreciate it. But uh, it also is important that you subscribe uh, to our podcast. And so we thank you for that. Luna Amethyst, hello to you. And a yo-ho-ho. And a bottle of rum. Nice to see you along here. Thanks for joining. Um, we got some very interesting emails this week. I have a feeling we're going to get some more. If you want to get in touch, you can always email me at nopants at jsheldon.com. I read all your emails. I reply everybody. Uh, we get some show suggestions, a few comments on things we talk about, ideas for future shows. So... Um, yeah, if you saw on the uh, thumbnail and the headline tonight, lock it down, here we go again. Yes, we are just moments away from heading into another lockdown. Oh boy. Aquarius C, hey, welcome to you. Nice to see you there. Hey. Nice to have Aquarius C along for the ride. Thank you for joining. Um, yeah, we are once again going into a full lockdown, which means, well, actually they announced on Friday we would be going into one on the 1st of June, which is just, what, two days away. And then they told us they'll tell us the SOPs some other time. We'll tell you later. So... Um, don't think we're in lockdown in the U.S. No, in the U.S., uh, they actually, you know, some states anyway, uh, got it right. <laughs> um, followed the science, shall we say. And, uh, yeah, most places in the U.S., unless you live in, you know, one of those crazy-ass places like New York or California, 
lockdowns are being lifted. There's no restrictions. There are no mask mandates. And the numbers are going down and people are healthy and everything is uh, going well. So, but uh, some people just can't learn from the way it works in other places when it does work. Uh, I think I'm fully vaccinated. Well, congratulations to you. That's great. Um, if you choose to be vaccinated, all the best to you. If you do not, full respect. I've always said from the beginning, it's a private medical concern. It's not something that I think I'm willing to discuss with people, but you do you. I do me. I've never said one way or the other whether I was for or against or anything of that. Um, yes, Luna says she's scared of needles. That can be a problem, but it's a very tiny little needle and doesn't really hurt too much. Um, but anyway, back to it. Uh, you know, it's, it's your own private medical thing. Uh, I very much don't agree with everybody putting all their vaccination pictures all over the place and ooh how you know look at me and social media crap because like i said my own personal feeling you don't have to agree with it is that it's your own personal medical history and it's nobody else's business you do you that's fine um however yes back to it uh, we are going under a full lockdown which means like only one person in the car, only essential businesses can be open, although how they define that is yet to be determined. Uh, usually it includes things like food, duh, uh, but like one person in a vehicle only at one time. Uh, Luna started up your Instagram. Great. Please put, put the link in there. Let me know what it is. I'll give you a follow. Follow me. I'll follow you. Um, yeah, and everybody else, check out Luna's uh, Luna Amethyst Instagram. I can't wait to see it. And uh, all right. So, yeah, um, I, honestly, I, I can't say a whole lot or even give you my full opinion on Malaysia's lockdown because there is no such thing as freedom of speech in this country. And so I can't say things that I want to say. Uh, I'm just going to say one word. Florida. We'll just leave it at that. You do the research. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Well, I'll say one more thing. Here's a comparison. This is Malaysia. Wait, let me get my mouse back. This is Malaysia here. And this is Florida. Okay. Just about the same size. Just about. That's all I'm going to say. We'll just leave it at that. Some art. Cool. Luna Amethyst. Okay, folks, follow Luna, would you please? She's a big fan of the show. I'm a big fan of hers. And uh, you'll find her on Instagram, Luna underscore AME824. Cool. That's all right. You don't have much there. It'll get there. Um, <laughs> Aquarius C. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, I, I can't wait to see your art, Luna. I will give you a follow right after the show and uh, hope you'll follow me back. All right. Hey, uh, while we get set to try and um, curb the amount of infected cases um, here in Malaysia, when they announced the uh, lockdown, this is some of the stupidity that has gone on. This is the Gombat Toll. Uh, toll uh, near kilometer 19.8 towards Genting in Pahang on the Karat Highway. Yeah. You see that? You see these morons? Everybody trying to escape. Now, already I thought you can't travel interstate. So, I don't know. But here I go talking about stuff I said I wasn't going to talk about. So, anyway, you're idiots. Stop doing that. You're a fool. Um, had to modify my typical username. Oh, that's too bad. All right. Um, <laughs> do you get offended easily? Probably. Everybody gets offended by everything these days. In fact, somehow we've even managed to offend inanimate objects. Things that are not people who have no feelings are apparently these days able to be offended. Well, uh, my dear friend Stephen Tan posted this and I like it. So I thought I would share it. Uh, it's, it's a public, public post, so I'm not revealing any secrets here. It's something that... Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, this is from uh, the author Mark Manson, and I'm not going to say it, but I'll just, down here at the bottom, you'll see 
the name of his book. It is the subtle art of not giving a, <clears throat> a thing. People get addicted to feeling offended all the time because it gives them a high. Being self-righteous or morally superior feels good. Audio doubles in the browser screen. Really? Okay. Uh, as a political cartoonist, Tom Creter put it in a New York Times op-ed, outrage is a lot like a, a lot of other things that feel good, but over time devour us from the inside out. Even though it makes you feel good, it eats you from the inside out. And it's even more insidious than most vices because we don't even conscientiously acknowledge that it's a pleasure. Most interesting and really well put. I like that. Very cool. It's doubling in the browser. I don't know why. Um, everything else is muted, or maybe that wasn't for me. Uh, nope, that's muted. That's muted. Okay. So, I'm not sure why that's happening, but uh, we'll see. Maybe it has to do with my headphones, too, because my headphones are being are being all freaky also today. Uh, let's see. We'll cut this out, and we'll cut that out. Maybe that will make it better. Let's see if that works. How about that? I don't know. Let me know if it's working or not. <clears throat> Some of these technical things. Jay still can't get his head around. But I'm trying. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Oh, on a uh, semi-serious note, Luna says, I keep wanting to draw Tatiana, but I keep procrastinating. Oh, do I would love to see that. Have you drawn me, Cliff? I hope so. Let me know. Tag me. Um, my Instagram, I think, is It's Jay Sheldon. Maybe that's my Twitter. I forget. Maybe it's both. I don't know. You'll find me over there. I don't do a lot of Instagram postings, but I'm, I'm, I, I check it out quite regularly. Um, this is Memorial Day weekend, for those of you in the know, uh, in the U.S. This is uh, what we call... Memorial Day weekend. And uh, a friend of mine posted this, Stephanie. Um, and it reminds people what Memorial Day is. If you are in the U.S., this is for you. Um, yeah, this is what Memorial Day weekend and Memorial Day, which is May 30th, is all about. It is in remembrance of those who paid the ultimate sacrifice with their lives, serving and fighting for our great country. It is not about barbecues and camping and parties and store sales. Uh, rest in peace to all the men and women who paid the ultimate sacrifice with their lives in order for us to be free. And that is what Memorial Day is all about. Some people confuse that with um, confuse that with uh, oh I know why there now it won't double <laughs> some people confuse that with uh, Veterans Day Armistice Day things like that I don't think it's Armistice Day but you know what I mean um, yeah so that's uh, that is this weekend and a lot of people will be having barbecues and celebrating and getting together with families uh, in the US for Memorial Day but while you do that just please uh, take a moment and remember the folks who made that possible. Yeah, I, uh, I had something open that I shouldn't have had. That's why. <laughs> Thank you, uh, 404. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this has been making the rounds on social media, and um, I had to share it. But I wanted to preface it a little bit. I'm probably going to have to readjust my screen like I always do. <clears throat> Excuse me, I think it's coffee time. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> All right, now let me just do... Uh, there you go. Well, I kind of have to readjust. Okay, we all know this picture. It's extremely famous. It has been around for a long, long time. Uh, this is the shot. This is of these guys. I, I don't know when this picture was taken. 
and oh 1932 there you go these construction workers were having their lunch this high up in the sky just sitting there like nothing it's a very famous picture chances are you've seen this before of these guys having lunch a couple of guys sharing a sandwich over here just hanging out no safety lines no safety nets on this steel beam as they build another skyscraper uh, very very high up in the air but and this never occurred to me who took the picture you know yeah i mean i usually pride myself in kind of thinking outside of the box like that um but it never occurred to me whenever I, i've seen this picture a million times but it never occurred to me that someone had to take that picture and remember this is 1932 not the time when you know we had a whole bunch of safety concerns or little tiny mini phone cameras you could take a shot with well just recently someone has released i don't know if this is true i'm gonna go with believing that it is but it's so cool i'm sorry if you're listening on the podcast this is a visual but this guy is the guy who took that picture check this out how cool is that look at that camera and look let me just scroll down look at this that has got to be a vice death grip look at the shoes these are not like you know rubber soled safety shoes these are some slick leather i don't know what there's a name for that kind of shoe and i can't think of what it is but um that famous picture of a bunch of construction workers this is the photographer that took the picture charles c ebbets is the gentleman's name my guess is the c stands for cajones <laughs> you are yeah and cool shoes man look at that charles c ebbets up in the air taking that very famous and look there's the empire state building behind him yeah you're right 404 this is anxiety inducing because the only thing holding this guy from and a certain demise is a really good grip. That is incredible. I love that shot. That is absolutely amazing. You know, you never thought of it when you saw that picture of the construction workers. Who and how took the picture? Who took the picture and how'd they do it? Very cool. Very, very cool. All right, got one more for you. One or two more. Um, I found this from the Unbelievable Facts uh, page. And very cool. Wanted to share it with you. It's your favorite author, Stephen King. Stephen King actually sells the rights to some of his short stories for $1. And that allows aspiring filmmakers and students uh, to adapt them into movies. So he writes short stories, he sells the rights for $1. And, you know, normally if you wanted to turn a, a short story written by somebody else into a film, you'd need to pay out the butt for rights. But bless Stephen King and uh, his wanting to help student filmmakers and all. So he will do that. That arrangement known as the dollar baby or the dollar deal. What a great idea and what an amazing uh, thing to do. Really, really a nice thing to do. That's a random act. You notice I got my shirt tonight. Check it out. Facebook, Random Acts Malaysia. Check out our show. Subscribe. Like the page. <laughs> I'll do anything for a plug. Trust me, anything. <laughs> All right. I think we got one more. We do. We got one more, but I'm going to have to do a little, little adjusting. So bear with me here. I got to switch cameras and then go over here and pull this around so you all can see it. You know, those of you listening to my podcast are probably going, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> this amazing little guy is nine years old all right now i'm gonna my my mic is probably gonna double because i gotta turn this on and there's a chance i'm gonna get a copyright hit but you know what i'll take it it's worth it 
I'm hoping not. I'm using this for editorial purposes. But, you know, I hope this will play. Let me know if you can hear the sound. Nine years old. I don't even know how his fingers go around the frets. That's insane. He's even got the feels in there. It's not just, you know, rote playing. Amazing. This kid's got it. At nine years old. <laughs> Look at that smile. Whoa, nice. Insane, huh? All right. I got to fade him out because um, for sure I'm going to get a copyright hit on that. But, oh, man, that is amazing. That guy is, wow, fantastic. At nine years old. It doesn't say much about him. Uh, there's no details about where he's from or anything. But, um, yeah, the string slapping. Yeah, it's incredible. Can you imagine when this in 10 years when the guy's 19? He'll be cranking up a storm. Oh, amazing. Fantastic. Had to play that for you. Hope I don't get a hit on that. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. Um, all right. Cool. Uh, let's see. We did our Facebook reviews. We did our house arrest. Um, I got more reaction to my lucid dreaming thing in our last stream than I think, well, almost more than I've gotten to anything we've talked about. Apparently, y'all are very interested in this lucid dreaming. Uh, as am I. I've only just discovered it. I mean, I always heard about it, but I only just recently discovered it. And um, it's it's weird. It's cool. It's fun. It's strange. But uh, if you have not heard of lucid dreaming before, it is... Oh, Miko update. Yeah, Miko's doing fine, by the way. Her cycle is pretty much done. No more crime scene in Jay's house. Um, she is still a bit attracted to the male of the species, but she's doing fine. Her foot has recovered and, um, she's back to eating us out of house and home. So, and jumping like crazy. So we had the aircon, uh, service today in the house. And when the two guys came in to do the servicing, she couldn't be happier. Ooh, new faces. Yay. Um, yeah, so. She's doing well. I don't think she's going to show up here tonight because she's been playing downstairs with my other half. But uh, but maybe, maybe she'll pop in. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, lucid dreaming. It is the ability to be conscious that you're dreaming. Um, and I gave you some tips last time about how to increase the chances that you can do lucid dreaming. Um, it's not dangerous. It's perfectly safe. There's nothing dangerous about it. Um, when you first get started, it might screw up your sleep cycle a little bit, but, you know, not really. Mine's already as, about as screwed up as it can be. Um, but again, I just want to quickly, and I, it'll be quick, just want to review for those of you who maybe missed last, last time, um, the, some of the ways to help you to be able to develop the ability to have this lucid dream uh, sensation it's where you are your your prefrontal is active you're conscious that you are dreaming even though you are dreaming and when you get good at it you can actually control your dreams and decide what you want to do in your dreams whether that's fly a lot of people use it for sex fantasies i know but hey just saying speaks the truth here um keep a journal when you get up Within 10 seconds, you begin to forget about 50% of everything you dream. Within a minute or two or three, all memories of your dreams pretty much go away. So when you first wake up, 
keep a little journal by your bed with a pencil or pen and just write down, you don't have to write all every detail, just a few notes about what you dreamt the night before. Then get up, start your day. And then before you go to sleep, just review that. Take a look in your journal at what you dreamt about the night before, most of which you might not remember anymore. And then uh, your longest REM sleep cycle is about six hours after you fall asleep. So set an alarm for around six hours ahead. Wake yourself up and then you can get up if you need to. Uh, go back. Now, one of the things that helps is positive reinforcement. So as you're falling back asleep, tell yourself, or even when you first go to sleep, tell yourself out loud, say, I will remember my dreams tonight. I will remember my dreams tonight. Now, I know that sounds like I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and by gosh, I like me. It's, it, <laughs> remember Saturday Night Live? It's kind of that, but what happens is even, even though you're saying it, you may not believe it, your subconscious is hearing it, and it will believe it. So just try that. Just say it out loud. I will remember my dreams tonight. You'd be surprised how effective it is. There is a way called the WILD method, W-I-L-D. It's called wake-induced lucid dreams. It is a difficult technique, but it can work. Again, I'll go through this quickly because I don't want to waste. If you're not interested, you're not interested. We will get to Peter Pan coming up very shortly. Um, prepare as much as you can. Pick a night when you're going to attempt the wild method. Clear your room of all distractions. Think during the day about lucid dreaming. Just think about doing it. Tell yourself that you could lucid dream tonight. You, tell yourself out loud. You'd be surprised what your subconscious will pick up. Now, again, you set an alarm for between four and six hours after you've gone to sleep. If you go to sleep at midnight, then you set your alarm for four, five, six o'clock. When the alarm wakes you up, relax. You'll be awake, shut your alarm off, and just relax. Stay laying down in a comfortable position and try focusing on nothing. Now, I know that's difficult, but we all have random thoughts that pass through. Just let them pass through and go away. Just don't hold any of those thoughts in your head. If a random thought passes through your mind, you recognize it, you let it go. Maybe try paying attention to your breathing. That's a great way to kind of focus your mind. It's almost meditative. You pay attention to your breathing. Don't move. Okay. Now, once you feel completely relaxed, just lie completely still, still, close your eyes. And within a few minutes, you will likely see random patterns of light behind your eyelids. I know this sounds freaky, but trust me, I've done this and it actually happens. You might also hear sounds, completely normal. Remain still, calm, or you could screw up your progress. It can take time, so you've got to stay relaxed. You might feel some vibrations running through your body. Again, all normal. It's actually sleep paralysis beginning, which is not necessarily a harmful thing. It actually happens every night. You're just not aware of it. And you basically at this point are about one step away from experiencing a lucid dream. And you just remain calm. Entering the dream, the shapes and the colors will suddenly seem to become three-dimensional, more complex. Don't interact until the images become more clear. Just let it happen. Let it go. Let it flow. Imagine yourself standing in the scene that your mind created. This technique is extremely difficult, but it can be done if you practice it. So... Um, Try it. If you want, go back and you can review uh, what I've just talked about. And you can go through the steps just before you go to bed, in fact, if you want. I hope my voice maybe is, uh, is soothing enough for you to listen to before you go to bed. Or you can check it out in the podcast. Just skip ahead to, uh, what, about 30, 25 minutes or so into the show, and you'll get to this section. 
All right, coming up next time, because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time. It's not going to become the lucid dreaming show. Uh, we're going to tell you some things that you should try and avoid doing once you are fully into lucid dreams. Again, lucid dreams are not dangerous. They're entirely safe. You have these dreams every night. You're just finding a way to realize and be consci conscientious of the fact that you are dreaming. And once you become conscious of dreaming, you can actually control what you're seeing laid out in front of you. I've done it. It's freaking amazing. You need to try it if you're interested. It's very cool. R2 Bonnie, welcome to the show. Hey, good to see you. Nice to have you along for the ride. We just got through talking about uh, another simple way called the wild method, wake-induced lucid dreaming. And uh, again, like I said, if you want, later on tonight when it's your bedtime, go to one of our podcast channels, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, search for I'm Not Wearing Pants. Actually, this episode won't be up until tomorrow. Sorry, but there you go. Um, and check it out. See what you can do to you know, spend, spend the rest of today or tomorrow telling yourself that tonight you're going to try lucid dreaming. That'll get your brain prepared for that. All right, so we'll talk about some of the don'ts. Again, you don't need to know this to try it because there, nothing is going to harm you. But there are some things that you might want to avoid in lucid dreams once you're fully into it and you actually are able to lucid dream. Some people try it and boom, works right away. There are literally people that will just be able to do it just like that. For other people, like me, take some time, take some practice, to get it right so it's 12 31 a.m oh my goodness you must be somewhere in australia i'm guessing or yeah because it's about that down there i think wow <laughs> well it's almost past your bedtime i would guess <laughs> cool all right uh let's see what else are we gonna do oh i know we gotta do peter pan okay we've done about 35 minutes here tonight so um we're gonna move ahead with our uh 11 30 where you are 404 goodness me it is um it's crazy late all right uh yeah this is our book and that is our uh our crazy Peter Pan. We've been reading, uh, oh, in Russia. Seriously. Wow. I had no idea you were in Russia. That's very cool. I don't know any Russian. I wish I did. I'm tempted to say the one word I think I know, but I don't want to embarrass myself. So <laughs> fantastic. It is great to have you along for the ride. All right. We, uh, we left off in our last Peter Pan. And by the way, we are very close to the end of this book. And then we'll move on to The Little Prince coming up next. But um, the boys were set to walk the plank. Captain Hook was about ready to uh, make Wendy watch that happen. Uh, the boys walk in the plank one by one. Uh, he headed over for Wendy to make her watch as he made the boys walk the plank. But instead he heard something. And that's where we left off on our last episode. It was the terrible tick, tick, tick of the crocodile. They all heard it. The pirates, the boys, Wendy. And immediately, every head was blown in one direction. Not to the water, whence the sound proceeded. But toward Hook all knew that what was about to happen concerned him alone, and that from being actors, they were suddenly becoming spectators. Very frightful was it to see the change that came over him. It was as if he had been clipped at every joint. He fell in a little heap. Thank you for that. The sound came steadily nearer, and in advance of it came this ghastly thought. The crocodile is about to board the ship. 
even the iron claw hung inactive, as if knowing it was no intrinsic part of what the attacking force wanted. Left so fearfully alone, any other man would have lain with his eyes shut where he fell, but the gigantic brain of Hook was still working, and under its guidance he crawled on the knees along the deck as far from the sound as he could go. The pirates respectfully cleared a passage for him, and it was only when he brought up against the bulwarks that he spoke. Hide me, he cried hoarsely. They gathered round him, all eyes averted from the thing that was coming aboard. They had no thought of fighting it. It was fate. Only when Hook was hidden from them did curiosity loosen the limbs of the boys so that they could rush to the ship's side to see the crocodile climbing it. Then they got the strangest surprise of the night of nights. For it was no crocodile that was coming to their aid. It was Peter. He signed to them not to give vent to any cry of admiration that might rouse suspicion. Then he went on ticking. Chapter 15 Hook or me this time. Odd things happen to all of us on our way through life without our noticing for a time that they have happened. Thus, to take an instance, we suddenly discover that we have been deaf in one ear for we don't know how long, but say half an hour. Now, such an experience had come that night to Peter. When last we saw him, he was stealing across the island with one finger to his lips and his dagger at the ready. He had seen the crocodile pass by without noticing anything peculiar about it. But by and by he remembered that it had not been ticking. At first he thought this eerie, but soon concluded rightly that the clock had run down without giving a thought to what might be the feelings of a fellow creature, thus abruptly deprived of its closest companion, Peter began to consider how he could turn the catastrophe to his own use. And he decided to tick, so that wild beasts should believe he was the crocodile and let him pass unmolested. He ticked superbly, but with one unforeseen result. The crocodile was among those who heard the sound, and it followed him. Though whether with the purpose of regaining what it had lost, or merely as a friend, under the belief that it was again taking itself, will never be certainly known. Like slaves to a fixed idea, it was a stupid beast." Peter reached the shore without mishap, and went straight on, his legs encountering the water as if quite unaware that they had entered a new element. Thus many animals pass from land to water, but no other human of whom I know. As he swam, he had but one thought. Hook or me this time. He had ticked so long that he now went on ticking without knowing that he was doing it. Had he known, he would have stopped for to board the brig by help of the tick, though an ingenious idea had not occurred to him. On the contrary, he thought he had scaled her side as noiseless as a mouse, and he was amazed to see the pirates cowering from him. With Hook in their midst, as abject as if he had heard the crocodile. The crocodile. No sooner did Peter remember it than he heard the ticking. At first, he thought the sound did come from the crocodile, and he looked behind him swiftly. Then he realized that he was doing it himself, and in a flash he understood the situation. 
How clever of me, he thought at once, and signed to the boys not to burst into applause. It was at this moment that Ed Tainet, the quartermaster, emerged from the forecastle and came along the deck. Now, listener, time what happened by your watch. Peter struck, true and deep. John clapped his hands on the ill-fated pirate's mouth to stifle the dying groan. He fell forward. Four boys caught him to prevent the thud. Peter gave the signal, and the carrion was cast overboard. There was a splash, and then silence. How long has it taken? One slightly had begun to count. None too soon, Peter every inch of him on tiptoe, vanished into the cabin, for more than one pirate was screwing up his courage to look round. They could hear each other's distressed breathing now, which showed them that the more terrible sound had passed. "'It's gone, Captain,' Smee said, wiping off his spectacles. "'All's still again.' Slowly, Hook let his head emerge from this rough and listened so intently that he could have caught the echo of a tick. There was not a sound, and he drew himself up firmly to his full height. Then here's to Johnny Plank, he cried brazenly, hating the boys more than ever because they had seen him unbend. He broke into a villainous ditty. Yo-ho, yo-ho, the frisky plank, you walks along it so, till it goes down and you goes down to Davy Jones below. To terrorize the prisoners more, though with a certain loss of dignity, he danced along an imaginary plank, grimacing at them as he sang, and when he finished he cried, Do you want a touch of the cat? Before you walk the plank. At that, they fell on their knees. No, no, they cried so piteously that every pilot, a pirate smiled. Fetch the cat, Jukes, said Hook. It's in the cabin. The cabin? Peter was in the cabin. The children gazed at each other. Aye, aye, said Jukes blithely, and he strode into the cabin. They followed him with their eyes. They scarce knew that Hook had resumed his song, his dogs joining in with him. Yo-ho, yo-ho, the scratching cat, its tails are nine, you know, and when they're writ upon your back. What was the last line? We will never know. For all of a sudden, the song was stayed in a dreadful screech from the cabin. It wailed through the ship and died away. Then there was heard a crowing sound, which was well understood by the boys, but to the pirates was almost more eerie than the screech. What was that? cried Hook. Two, said slightly, solemnly. The Italian Cecco hesitated for a moment and then swung into the cabin. He tottered out, haggard. What's the matter with Bill Jukes, your dog? hissed Hook, towering over him. The matter with him is he's dead, stabbed, replied Cecco in a hollow voice. Bill Jukes! Dead, cried the startled pirates. The cabin's as black as a pit, Checo said, almost gibbering, but there's something terrible in there, the thing you heard crowing. The exultation of the boys, the lowering look of the pirates, both were seen by Hook. Checo, he said in his most steely voice, go back and fetch me out that doodle-doo. Checo, bravest of the brave, cowered before his captain, crying, No! No! But Hook, 
was purring to his claw. Did you say you would go, Checo? he said musingly. Checo went, first fling his arms despairingly. There was no more singing. All listened now, and again came a death screech, and again a crow. No one spoke, except slightly. Three, he said. Hook rallied his dogs with a gesture. Sadeth and odds fish, he thundered. Who is to bring me that doodle-doo? Wait till Checo comes out, growled Starkey, and the others took up the cry. I think I heard you volunteer, Starkey, said Hook, purring again. No, by thunder, Starkey cried. My Hook thinks you did, Hook said, crossing to him. I wonder if it would not be advisable, Starkey, to humor the Hook. I'll swing before I go in there, replied Starkey doggedly, and again he had the support of the crew. Is it mutiny? asked Hook more pleasantly than ever. Starkey's ringleader? Captain Mercy, Starkey whimpered all of a tremble now. Shake hands, Starkey, said Hook, proffering his claw. Starkey looked round for help, but all had deserted him. As he backed up, Hook advanced, and now the red spark was in his eye. With a despairing scream, the pirate leapt upon Long Tom and precipitated himself into the sea. Four, said slightly. And now, Hook said courteously, did any other gentleman say mutiny? Seizing a lantern and raising his claw with a menacing gesture, I'll bring out that doodle-doo myself, he said, and sped into the cabin. Five. How slightly longed to say it. He wetted his lips to be ready, but Hook came staggering out without his lantern. Something blew out the light, he said a little unsteadily. Something, echoed Muffins, Mullins. What of Jacko? demanded Noodler. He's dead as jukes, said Hook shortly. His reluctance to return to the cabin impressed them all unfavorably, and the mutinous sounds again broke forth. All pirates are superstitious, and Cookson cried, They do say the surest sign a ship's accursed is when there's one on board more than can be accounted for. I've heard, muttered Mullins, he always boards the pirate craft last. Had he a tail, Captain? They say, said another, looking viciously at Hook, that when he comes it's in the likeness of the wickedest man aboard. Had he a hook, Captain? asked Cookson insolently, and one after another took up the cry. The ship's doomed! And at this the children could not resist raising a cheer. Hook had well-nigh forgotten his prisoners, but as he swung round on them now, his face lit up. "'Lads!' he cried to his crew. "'Now there's a notion. Open the cabin door and drive them in. Let them fight the doodle-doo for their lives. If they kill him, we're so much the better. If he kills them, we're none the worse.' For the last time, his dogs admired Hook, and devotedly they did his bidding. The boys, pretending to struggle, were pushed into the cabin, and the door was closed on them. Now, listen, cried Hook, and all listened, but not one dared to face the door. Well, yes, one, Wendy, 
who all this time had been bound to the mast. It was for neither a scream nor a crow that she was watching. It was for the reappearance of Peter. And she had not long to wait. And we're going to leave it there for this episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is Peter about to come out of the cabin? Are we finally going to see the fight between Hook and Peter? I think so. And we will see that next time on our show. Wow. What excitement. This last chapter is huge. <clears throat> but I think that's a good place to, uh, to leave it off for tonight. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Hey, R2 Bonnie, thanks. I love your voice. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, guys. Um, my goodness. That was an exciting show. We did, uh, we did a whole lot tonight. And um, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us. Hang on. Let me just uh, get rid of that that <laughs> there we go all right my friends hey don't forget uh if you missed any part of the show or you want to go back and listen all 66 episodes are up on our podcast and uh i encourage you to check them out if you want to go all the way back uh, you can um and listen to any one of our shows uh, tonight's live stream we are live right now will be up uh tomorrow my version of tomorrow. Uh, so whether it's iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, you'll find us there. It's the audio-only portion of the show. And, of course, on Twitch.tv, YouTube, and Facebook Live, I'm Not Wearing Pants is the show, and you can always watch all of our episodes there, by all means. Thank you so much. Um, I am out of here. I thank you very much for joining, and we will see you again on Monday night when we are officially in full house arrest. Yes. Can't wait. Again, one word, Malaysia, Florida. <laughs> All right, guys, I will see you again on Monday. Thanks for joining. I am Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night.